a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Deus Ex Media. Welcome to the Restricted Section, a Harry Potter slander, Harry Potter book club podcast. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry. We did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Chapter 35, Beyond the Veil. This really is like the best, worst chapter in all of Harry Potter. Everything happens in this chapter. The Death Eaters and the kids are trapped fighting inside the Department of Mysteries. Like, I mean, all of the kids, Harry, Hermione, Ron, Ginny, Luna, and Neville. And they run around and they get into some silly, some terrifying mystery shenanigans, including evil brains and baby heads. It's looking pretty grim. And pretty much all of the kids have been like completely knocked out or like or like are completely immobile when the Order of the Phoenix arrives and then Dumbledore So it seems like surely everything will turn around for our heroes. But then Bellatrix Lestrange kills Sirius Black and he falls beyond the veil. Welcome to the Restricted Section, your favorite podcast from beyond the veil. I'm your host, Christina. My co-host today is the baby-headed lady herself, Leela. Say hello to the listeners, Leela. Ah! What did I just fucking say about screaming bits, Leela? <laughs> You're right. I'm so sorry. Hi, <laughs> hi, listeners. Also, our special guest today is our good friend, Courtney. Say hello to the listeners, Courtney. Hello, listeners. I invited Courtney back as a redemption for my abysmal <laughs> behavior in our 2022-420 episode. Uh, so here, one year later, I am so glad to have you back to record a good episode. Yes, one year to the day. Um, well, uh, the day... The, one year to the week. <laughs> one year to the day before. Yes, this will come out a week from today. Just as a reminder to everyone, the 420 episode last year was so bad because <laughs> I was not smoking at the time. I was unemployed and I wasn't regularly smoking. I do smoke on a lot of these episodes, even when I'm not talking about it. And I will not change that today. So I am pretty confident. I think that this is going to be a good, this is going to be a great one. Are, are you guys ready to have some fun? Yes. That was the most <laughs> long-winded way of saying I can't hang that I've ever heard. <laughs> Uh, no, what I was saying is oh. I could I couldn't hang. Uh, couldn't. Oh, you've trained at altitude. <laughs> can hang now. There's phases of my life when I can hang and when I can't hang. One time I passed out in the middle of the a Sublime concert. My old boyfriend Ryan Henme had to drag me out of the crowd, and then they took me to the ambulance and arrested him because they thought he <laughs> roofied me. May he rest in peace. Many recipes. I was like, oh my God, that is my actual boyfriend. Thank you so much for looking out, though. <laughs> um, so anyway, I can hang today. Courtney, how have you been for the past year? Oh, a year. I've been good. I've been chilling. Rolling. Uh-huh. Doing me. Cool. That's great. Yeah. I'm happy for you. You got a new job. I got a new job. I did some more school. You know, I'm doing the day to day. And I'm working from home now, which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. You're doing it all, bitch. 
I'm doing How do you it do it? How do I do it? Where do I start? How do you, how do you do Looking it? Can we during meetings? <laughs> well, you know, I mute my microphone and turn my screen off and they're none the wiser. I too have a relatively new job and I'm definitely a fan of the no cameras sort of company-wide policy yeah. during all of our Zoom meetings. Yeah, that's not a thing. My team's me. manager is like always very sick and injured. She's just <laughs> one of those people. She's literally Linda Belcher, but like much clumsier. Oh no! Um, she's from, she's from New Jersey, and she's like I, my freaking my freaking shoulder again. They're gonna hit me with a cortisone shot, but it has to be a fancy kind of cortisone because I got diabetes. So they can't give me the regular cortisone because it'll mess up my blood sugar. So they give me some weird cortisone shot in my shoulder. Hopefully it'll make me feel better. But anyway, if you get a crazy email from me on Friday, it's because my goddamn cortisone shot in my shoulder. She sounds like a delight. Wow. I love her so much. But she never, because she never wants to use the camera because she's always like, ill and or ailing yeah i don't fuck with the camera i i don't think anybody in my company uses has their camera turned on yeah it's just Mm -hmm. not fair the reason that i use cameras on for our zoom recordings for this podcast is because it does make for a lot more organic conversation for sure for sure oh i don't mind with you guys well exactly i'm either recording with a friend or i'm recording with someone that i haven't met before and so like i would like to get to know you so we can have like a banter if my podcast was as stilted as my team meetings no (laughs) that's not a podcast we're not doing that literally i i start my team meetings when i'm in charge of them like bless everyone's heart that's on these meetings because and i mean that genuinely i'm southern and we mean it genuinely um i think that's wrong sometimes no it's not i think that's sometimes (laughs) wrong (laughs) <laughs> I think sometimes they say bless your heart in an uninge- disingenuous way. No, that's correct, but it can also be genuous. Like it literally. Can. Yes, it can. <laughs> and in this scenario anyway, it's genuous. Um I used to, I start my meetings um but with uh I call it thank you Thursdays. Oh my God. And it's a <laughs> and um <laughs> and it's a uh, a shout out section if you will. So I just basically um ask all the clinic directors if they have shout outs for their front desk gals. Um, to like DM me and on teams and um, if anybody has like shout outs for each other for their teammates they can DM me and then oh, at, I love that yeah and then at the beginning and it's really nice because there's not a lot of room for recognition in those types of jobs yeah. usually the wildling team likes to start our meetings with recent successes yeah it's a oh. it's a nice way to start um, especially if you have to like you know talk about something very serious for a second so yeah I do that and I start it Usually by playing just like one clip from um, Dido's "Thank You." Um, from what? Dido's. You are Michael th- Scott. Oh wow! Dido's "Thank You." Yeah, but last week I didn't feel like it, so I was just like, um, I was just like, I you just sang it myself, and then, <laughs> and then like, wow, that's really surprising considering what I know of your character, Leela. That's shocking. I'm so sh- I'm always in my shell, you know, but um. Yeah, and, and, and then, like, you know, no one laughed, so, and then oh. I, I just, it's okay, but you just barrel forward, because, you know what, I'm heartwarming, and people are on mute, so it's fine. You are. But all you have to do is press the space bar to not be muted. I do that in my meetings. I'm like, <laughs> space bar sound effect. I'm like, space bar. <laughs> or like, space oh, bar. yeah, so that they know I'm listening. Y'all's meetings yep, yep. sound fun. Mine, we well, just that, talk about numbers. And, well, that's how we start yeah. it, but it's kind of a Chris Traeger, uh, Ben Wyatt situation <laughs> where, that I've sort of built myself into and, you know, which one I am. 
And then immediately after that, my um, coworker, who is like actually very good at her job, comes in <laughs> and and is like, "Okay, guys, so the rate of authorizations that are still in the queue is <laughs> frankly non excusable." I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, good cop, bad cop. Oh no, <laughs> I guess I'm. It's fine. It's great. Millennial All bosses. Right. I'm going to re-listen because we actually have so much to talk about this. Thought you wanted us loose. It can be both. I just keep, I'm staying the course. My job is to stay the course. We have to have have an adult. So I think that's my problem when I am too hot. When I'm drunk, I'm great. Drunk Christina is exactly the same, slightly funnier and smarter than sober Christina. But when I'm just stoned, this is what happens. Is that prerogative? No. Is that prerogative? No. That directive uh, stay the course, read the notes, say the next thing that's on your notes. That's like, it's like my brain goes blank and it's like, oh my God, we threw out her <laughs> sense of humor. And it's just like, oh my God, what's next on my list? Like whatever they just said doesn't matter because I have to read what's next on my list. Yeah. Drunk Tina is like, um, somehow she's more genius. powerful. Yeah. And, she's so good. And also like way more bossy and yes. like good way. Louder. <laughs> just get, I get it done. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're actually going to start with an email from our friend Jay, um, not your husband, Layla. Oh. Um, Jay is a longtime listener. They use they, them pronouns. They actually wrote this to me back in November. One second. One second. Uh-huh. Hoot, hoot. It's an email from a friend. Okay, go ahead. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's really beautiful. Um, Jay, uh, sorry that I didn't read this back in November, but um, I... I'm pretty sure I emailed them then being like, I'm going to read this in April. (laughs) So Jay said, it's a long one. Jay says, greetings, potters. Get it? Like potters. Enjoying book five? No. Okay. And just (laughs) when, when they sent this email, we had just covered Percy and Padfoot. So that's how fucking long ago Jay emailed this. This book is forever. Okay. Greetings, Potters. Enjoying book five? No. Well, I mean, yeah. Anyway, one thing about this book has bugged me for a long time. And while, yes, pretty much everything in this book bugs me, I have to pick out one thing before you get to the chapters, the Department of Mystery and Beyond the Veil. So here we are in between the two, betwixt (laughs) the veil. I don't get this object at all. Like, why does it exist as either a thing in universe or as a plot device the book describes the arch the veil is hung from as so crumbling and ancient Harry's amazed that it can still stand. Where did it come from? Is it something magicians created? If so, why did they create something that appears to be useful only for mass execution? Also, how the hell did this very dangerous object that would kill a person without leaving a body or evidence get in the Department of Mysteries at all? It obviously wouldn't fit through the door. According to what Joanne wrote... The Ministry of Magic was built in 1707, and this arch is obviously far, far older. Did they find it when they were excavating the underground? If so, it was meant to stay buried. I mean, there isn't even a rope barrier around the thing. An unsuspecting kid on a school trip to the ministry would just be like, hey, y'all, watch this. (laughs) I got to tell you, Jay, you put the apostrophe in the wrong place in the word, y'all, but I appreciate the use of the word anyway. And then whoosh, they'd be gone forever. They have a rope barrier for the line to the counter at Wendy's. <laughs> yes, it's literally harder to walk up and order fast food than it is to mosey up to a one-way trip to the beyond courtesy of the veil. <laughs> I love this, uh, like the rhythm of this. I love when our 
uh, listeners who write in get really into the the cadence of their rant. You know what I mean? I think the British are just so orderly that they probably just would cue. They don't need to be lined up like chattel. They're, they just, it's it's built into their DNA. Yeah, <laughs> that's. Um, I think it's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where Martin, one of the Martins, is like. Here's to me. I'm British. I know how to cue. <laughs> this is Jay again. It only seems to exist as a plot device to kill Sirius. That's my boy! Without leaving a body behind. And also to do so without having to kill him in a gruesome way. Which, admittedly, I do understand. But then afterwards, the Order doesn't even seem to have a ceremony. I get it. She obviously wanted Dumbledore's funeral to be the first one Harry would attend. All this <laughs> makes me a little crazier when I realize Harry's basically fine when Half-Blood Prince starts. Even though it's only been a few weeks since... With no means to grieve and process a second major tragedy in a year. Lame, Joanne. Lame. Book five is the largest of the seven. It has so much going on and almost every bit of it is ultimately inconsequential. All of your criticisms of this book are absolutely valid. Please keep up the great work. P.S. As much as I hate this book, I'm looking forward to the chapter about Harry's date with Joe. Oh, how did you enjoy that, Jay? Did you like that one? Uh, maybe they emailed me. <laughs> Uh, I almost always have to do other tasks while listening to the pod, but I'm planning to set aside some time to be able to just listen to that discussion. See ya. Okay, a couple things about this. We did, like, Jay, I wish I remembered last week because we did last week totally talk about the arch. And either Brooke or Mike wondered what if the arch has always been here and, like, the ministry was built around it. And I love that idea and I love reading that in Jay's email as well. Courtney, what do you, you think about the arch? I see the entire department as like a, a research lab, like the room where the hummingbird like dies and becomes an egg. That's like, they have this kind of like control where they can study like time. Yeah. In and a, like the brains are, the brain tank is very like horrible science experiment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think like this would prob the veil would probably just be like a means of studying death. It's like a, you know. Whoa. Oh my God. It's like, oh wow. Like a portal to the beyond. But yeah. It's like, but it definitely is that because that's literally what happens. But to think that they mm. made it for that purpose is interesting. Yeah. Or they sourced it, but still I think it's there for a reason and it's that they're, it's a way of like experimenting with something. And what do you mean they sourced it? I don't know. They you can yada yada it getting into the Ministry of Magic. I mm, I, okay, I think you I could see. say like, oh, they just uh, you know, just operating with it, or, or I don't or know, whatever. whatever. Like, I think how it got there is inconsequential, but I do think it is like a a product, for yeah, for study. Mm. Layla, what do you think? Hmm. Are you insinuating some kind of? wizardry wizard world like not mafia but like some kind of uh, like conspiracy wizard world conspiracy no i think it's like the same way that we study like nuclear weapons like they have that's why it's a you know very mysterious (laughs) department because It's like the Department of Mysteries. Like I just read uh, the Andromeda (laughs) Strain, right? So I view this entire thing as kind of like the lab that they make in the Andromeda Strain, where it's like this highly specified 
tanker that has like multiple levels and everything's thought out. Like it's their version of that. It's like a highly contained research lab. Although it, you can just walk into it. So that's kind of a design flaw, but can just walk uh, into it. yeah. So they may want to consider a lock or a, <laughs> a security guard. Well, what if this arch is like a naturally occurring wormhole? So like another dimension. But it's like a one-way train. And it's like, it literally is like naturally occurring and it lives in the rock. Uh, mm. Like under the Ministry of Magic. And they like encountered it when they were building. And like that, the archway is like the original rock literally held up by like centuries of char- like spells on it. Mm. And it's just like this fucking wormhole. Yeah, I could see that. Wow. I I think it's either like a way to, I think the only reason I would say it's like a way to study death is like, there seems to be a clear theme. Like there's a way to study aging. There's a way to study time. There's a way to study, you know, so like, I feel like it follows that there would be a way to study death. They're like all, you know, life's big mysteries or whatever. What are, what's with all the benches? There are a lot of benches. There are a lot of benches. What do you call them? Like bleachers. What's uh what's up with that? Science theater? Yeah, exactly. Like have you ever seen when they do uh like a surgery, an old timey surgery and they do it I in have, a theater? But I don't know if I'm buying that. Like how interesting could it be to like poke an archway? Pretty crazy. You're just throwing lab rats through there and seeing what happens. <laughs> uh you work your way up I to a chimp. I, don't know. <laughs> I we also talked about how it seems like this was it, this could have been designed to just to execute people like they built it to execute people because it's near the courtrooms and there's like place for like the court to sit or whatever and you, they just fucking chuck you in but again what is the point of the other rooms all those in the are same, additional mysteries like, <laughs> i don't know that's what i go back to uh, man they don't have science so they have to call it the department of mysteries that's the only thing that i can't I don't fucking count know. for Maybe they found the one archway mystery and they were like, I guess this is just where the mysteries go, IDK. And they just put all the mysteries <laughs> there now. But an execution. They don't have science, so they just stay mysteries forever. <laughs> an execution chamber? I mean, I don't know. I guess they're. It's an idea. It's an idea. I'm, you know, <laughs> you I just. You have to admit it's an idea. It is an yeah. idea. It's And it's not like that far fetched for the type of kind of conservative v. weird world that that the author builds you know so do they execute people though in england (laughs) like um, at all no they it's the dementors kiss so they don't they're they're like better because they don't (laughs) yeah even though that's way fucking worse yeah we just just turn them and turn them into like a a shell of who they once were (laughs) i guess that's their version of like solitary like just warping your brain for 40 years It's, it's fucked Jay, I did enjoy your bit about the line at Wendy's. That made me laugh. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jay, for this email. I I mean, there's a lot to think about in these chapters. And I think that's part of the point of, like, serious dying in this way is that it's, like, feels meaningless. Yeah, like, it's like a car crash. no answers. It's a mystery. Yeah. I also think it's, like... Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. I have more to say about that. But yeah, let's start the chapter. Let's do it. Too. Yeah, let's let's do this shit. Hey, I'm gonna okay. grab my book though, really quick. Okay. Because <clears throat> there's bits I want to. Oh, it's right. Look at you, you brought it into the room. 
Wow. I didn't expect that. Okay, so we're in the Hall of Prophecies or like whatever it's called. The Death Eaters are all there. Lucius Malfoy, who honestly, Leela, you watched this with me. Courtney, you didn't, but I recommend <laughs> it. But getting really sick of Order of the Phoenix and then watching a very Potter sequel really has energized me because it's like a totally more fun take on Professor Umbridge. It's a totally more fun take on Lucius Malfoy. Yeah. Don't ever tell me what I can't do. And that's my tongue if I were you. The dramatic ass prancing around little Lucius Malfoy from a very Potter sequel. <laughs> just being like the orb, bitch. Give it to me. <laughs> yeah, he's like doing a full on... He's like doing a full on drag show almost. Like it's, so, he's, it's very fun. He's doing like great poses and vogues and things like that. Like I love that for him. Courtney, have you seen a Harry Potter musical or a Harry Potter sequel? I haven't. Mm, okay. Well, I recommend them. They're like three and a half hours long each, but there's so much fun. <laughs> it's hard. Don't yeah. Give a whirl. Yeah. If you want to give it a whirl, it's just like it's like um, we fun. have to watch together though. Like it's so funny. I I actually would love to watch it again. Yeah. Anyway. Check out our Patreon for our episodes about those. So it's like, give me the orb. What What's in the orb? Uh, Harry's like, brain is so blank, but there's enough time that he's like, come on, we can figure this out. We can do something here. <laughs> prophecy, prophecy. That he's like, where's Sirius? And they're like, Bellatrix is like, oh, where's Widow Sirius? <laughs> he is a fucking idiot. He lost the right to ever question his friend's Ever again. And they get destroyed in this chapter. Like, they get so... Every single one of his friends gets so close to murdered in this chapter. Yeah, there's a... There is a... There is a lot of times when rereading this when... Because I had... This is my first time rereading it. When I was, like, very worried. I was like, oh, no. Luna crashed and then she slid. There was flashes of light. And then there's all inches away. It's a very harrowing chapter. There's finally some action. I will I will give it that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Lucius is like, give me that at war. But Harry's like, hard pass. Lu- <laughs> Lucius tries to accio it, but Harry Potter is a fucking seeker, and he does not let go of the tiny orb. <laughs> He's like, we're figuring it out. He's like, I'm going to fucking smash this prophecy if anyone attacks me. That's for damn sure. To keep them talking, he asks what the prophecy is about. And they're like, Oh my god, you've like never heard of the prophecy? <laughs> Everybody knows about the prophecy. You're such an idiot, little baby, <laughs> little little sexy little baby. It's mean girls. Yeah. <laughs> they go back and forth a bit about like Voldemort, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Bellatrix casts a spell at Harry, but Lucius deflects it. And they explode some <laughs> way less meaningful prophecies, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Hopefully. We're not killing Harry. We're definitely not smashing that prophecy, so don't just be, like, shooting spells all willy-nilly Bellatrix. So, does Lucius, like, is he the number two? Number two guy? No, I don't think he's... I think, honestly, Severus Snape is the real number two guy. And Lucius is maybe, like, number three just because of all the power he has. I feel like Snape is, like, more, like, hand of the king, you know? But who's the lieutenant here? Like... Mm. Oh, I see what you're saying. All these white dudes in robes running around yeah. like we don't get to know any of them. But like oh. he's pulling rank on Bellatrix. So, mm-hmm. I mean, 
I don't know if he's playing rank on her or if he's just like, I'm not trying to piss off the Dark Lord. Are you trying to piss off the Dark Lord? <laughs> She's mm. like, okay, you're right about that. Yeah. So the Death Eaters very nicely explain to Harry that there is a prophecy about Voldemort and Harry, which is the reason that Voldemort attacked Harry in the first place. And Voldemort needed Harry to come get this prophecy because only you can only touch a prophecy if your name's on it. <laughs> just as the Dark Lord. Maybe they're the ones who named him that. Malfoy's like really giving villain monologue. Yeah. Now. Like I love he him really so is. much. It's great. It's like, bro. You can picture him like like gesturing about <laughs> in his like duster jacket. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, but and his crazy mask. His scary mask. They have masks. I hate it. I just hate <laughs> the so why. Dude. Angry white dudes in robes and masks. That's a fucking nightmare. Can I just say also, like, the masks are are definitely, they're purely costumeral because. <laughs> yeah, they keep taking them off. Well, and it, it clearly the, narr- the narrative is supposed to be like Harry's thoughts. And he it says like, like says Lucius. Lucius and it's and like. It's not secret. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's silly. It's really very silly. <laughs> I would love to do like just like say like one of Lucius's lines because I was just having so much fun read this out loud. Yeah. <clears throat> it's time you learn the difference between life and dreams, Potter. <laughs> said Malfoy. Now give me the prophecy. Or we shall start using wands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be hard to explain. This one to Voldemort. It's going to be a write up, I think. (laughs) Oh my God. Malfoy hates doing paperwork. Uh, So much paperwork. (laughs) Uh, It did really, like, like, hashtag feminism. It did really piss me off that, like, all of the Death Eaters are dudes, every single one of them, except for. Bellatrix, uh-huh. and she she's like insane. So she's not a good like representation of like having women in your army or whatever. Yeah, in most cults, the the female to male ratios, you know, there's generally I would say more women in cults than oh yes than men. Yeah, especially with those like narcissistic like yeah. leaders at the center of it. And there's a whole pl- play stage play written about how Bella boinked Voldemort, right? <laughs> <laughs> is there now? Yeah, it's called. Isn't that what Curse? Oh, that's what. Oh, Curse Child is about. See, I never. Oh, Curse Child. I really. I've been working on a book for Wildling called Cursed Coven, and oh. I couldn't not say Cursed Coven. <laughs> I was like, do you not want to say it? it? Do you not want me to say it? I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> um, cursed Child. Yes, that is part of the premise, right? Wow. Wow. I didn't. I couldn't get through it, but. I didn't need. My, I had my brother read it and then tell it to me. Is this canon, though? Uh, not canon with the pod. We don't try to fuck with Cursed Child, but... Yeah, or anything. <laughs> or anything. <laughs> <laughs> or anything. <laughs> okay. So Harry's like, no! And they all blast some shelves, and all of the prophecies are like, woo, in a hundred years, the <laughs> And they're running, and they run back into the sparkly clock room, and Hermione seals the door magically. And But when they look around, Ron, Luna, and Ginny aren't with them. So I guess that means that it's Hermione, Harry, and Neville. Yeah. Okay, which team would you pick? 
Hermione, Harry, and Neville, or Ron, Luna, and Ginny? Hermione, Harry, and Neville. I don't know. There's some pretty... I mean, yeah. I would probably end up going, because Hermione's the best at spells, and... I'm doing the B team. They need a leader. Yeah, like when that's, she fucking that's good of you. <laughs> squashed that Death Eater with a door. Who? Hermione. She, like, squashes... One of oh, them with yeah. a door. And they're like, leave So him. much happens in this chapter. Not- you can't possibly ask me to remember what, what happened in this <laughs> chapter. It's so many things. It's, it's like, reading it is like so much information. Like, that's why climaxes of stories like this are like really bonkers to read. When there's so much action happening for so long, it's like, what is even happening right now they're like running in they're running yeah out. like they're fucking zap zip zap zipping no i mean i feel like though like honestly i think this is written so much better than joanne's fucking sport scenes i mean uh. those those are unbearable like yeah they are I, my eyes just just glaze over i just i read it out loud and it, i to jason <laughs> made a listen and <laughs> god bless and, him God bless them, man. And um, and I had a great time. I mean, until parts. Um, dun, dun, dun. Okay, we'll get there. Save it. Save <laughs> <Yep>. it. <laughs> so they're like hiding under some desks. The Death Eaters are like busting into the room. They're looking under the desks. The kids have to like jump out. They're like, <laughs> they're like getting each other. They're really getting it. <laughs> yeah. Harry stupefies one. He tackles the other one. Neville disarms both of them. Neville, a little too enthusiastic. But hey, it worked, which is why he's on my team. Aww. <laughs> he's going to take your wand, though. How, Courtney, you would get so mad if someone on your team accidentally expelliarmus you and blasted your wand away. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> so everyone's running around. Where's my wand? Everyone, Where's everyone's wand? Um... <laughs> Neville casts stupefying misses and hits the bell jar and the glass starts shattering and then like repairs itself and then it shatters again and then it repairs itself. Almost like an experiment. Exactly like an experiment. I feel like I would move so far away from that. Whatever that is, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah, that's freaky as shit. No, thank you. It it gets freakier. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Hermione stupefies a Death Eater who falls back so his head goes into the bell jar but it doesn't it just goes right through like it doesn't even exist and his head turns into a baby head that shit is terrifying that is that is terrifying horror because i mean it's not just his head like i mean it's not like a his sensibilities his sensibilities yeah get his brain just warps he confounded. he what's it called flowers for Al- algernon oh my god he does oh that god. to himself but over the course of like 15 seconds and just Wait, over and over and over again is that is that book like a benjamin button book because that's what i was gonna no, say no it's about a man who <laughs> ha- has mental deficiencies who oh. they get make like an a given experimental drug or some shit and it makes him like a genius but oh, got um it. Then he like goes goes the other way again. He like, got it. Yeah, that's it's real. Horrible. It's real sad. It's really fucked up. Well, I was thinking it was kind of like the the hit film, uh, the something about Benjamin Button. <laughs> haunting, <laughs> there's, the haunting. There, there's something. The about haunting, Benjamin Button. the haunting of Benjamin Button Hill House. Um, yeah, uh, that's creepy. Yeah, you, let's pay, let's take a moment to picture it. So this is like a dude 
let's call him six foot. He is wearing ostensibly black robes from his shoulders to the floor because that's all anyone wears in this world. <laughs> and a tiny little baby head upon his broad shoulders. Horrifying. Horrifying. Sickening. And literally, Harry's like, I don't have space in my brain for this right now. <laughs> and good on him, you know, honestly. <laughs> Compartmentalizing. Yeah. This is the kind of experiment they're probably doing there. They're making shit age and, and get old. They probably just put a mouse in there and just, you know, watch it die and study it. I'm going with this angle. <sighs> um, Harry thinks he might hear Ron or someone, so he screams to let everyone in the vicinity know exactly where he is. He's so... Uh, and then, like, isn't it like five lines later? He's like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's so dumb that, like, sometimes it's like, you're like, why am I rooting for you? Yeah. <laughs> he's just so dumb. Bless his little dumb heart. And yeah. that time I did mean it condescendingly. I'm <laughs> good callback. Good callback. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of on Team Lucius here. He needs a win. Oh. For the whole rest of the series, he just really needs a win. <laughs> yeah, he does. Harry, Hermione, and Neville dip into like a little office-type room. More Death Eaters come. They blast the kids backwards. Okay, listen. One of them starts yelling, so Hermione casts Silencio. Harry hits another one with a classic Petrificus Totalis. And then one of the Death Eater makes a weird slashing movement with his wand. And Hermione's like, oh. And then she falls down and she's totally unconscious. Death Eaters have the best spells. And that's a pretty cool one, yeah, but... what is that about? For our sweet Hermione. Well, yeah, but it's still cool. <laughs> so you can just, like, not say a spell and then... So is the guy... Is the guy, like, not even fully conscious and he's just, like, flailing and he gets her? Or is it... No, it's, like, on purpose. The, the guy... Is, I think he's fine. He just got silencioed so oh, he doesn't right. have a voice so he does like a silent spell which is an, a, a canon thing that's pretty cool yeah what is it i don't know we'll never know what kind of spell is it what did it do to her it's probably like one they invented oh yeah a a, a bespoke death eater spell yeah like snape made his own spell so yeah you know you're right about that uh, a Death Eater, one, the Death Eater kicks Neville, breaks his wand. He's holding the kids at wand point, asking for the prophecy. And then, <laughs> and then big old baby head comes in. We don't have time for you, sir. It's like a haunting. <laughs> like, please. They could never have put this in the film. Can you imagine, like, how it would just, they, there's no visual way that they could have made that work. And so it, it would have just looked like a really, really shitty CGI head. Or the new HBO like series is going to do this scene. I'm telling you this. I know it in I my heart. Respectfully, I don't care at all about the new HBO series. I'm just saying they're going to they're going to go for baby head. Probably. Imagine like our little Freya, seven months old, <laughs> just, her, just her little head. <laughs> Oh, I love it so much. Um, no, it's horrifying. It's more horrifying to me now than it was when I was a kid. 
for some reason. Yeah, I think as a kid, it's, like, kind of funny, right? Is that the point? Like, mm-hmm. ha-ha baby head? <laughs> do you guys, do you remember baby legs from Rick and Morty? Yeah, <laughs> that one's a lot a l- less fucked up. Baby legs, you're a good detective, but not good enough because of your baby legs. So I'm partnering you up with regular legs. Hey there. Detective, I'm. this is upsetting to me because I feel like I don't need no regular leg partner. Baby legs, don't talk back to me. Good luck, you two. There's a criminal to kill. That one's funny. It's funny. <laughs> he's got little... He makes it work. He's got little chubby baby legs. <laughs> <laughs> when he starts running, he's like, oh. Baby legs, here we go. That's the sound I make when I'm trying to run fast. All right, I'm not gonna get him. I'm, I just learned a real valuable lesson. I'm coming, baby legs. I'm regular legs. <laughs> <laughs> Harry uses the entrance of the baby to theater to Petrificus, that other guy's hotelist. Mm-hmm. And they go to Hermione. She still has a pulse. Her, Neville has like a nosebleed through all of this. He got punched <laughs> in the nose. Oh, and so Neville. all of his dialogue is really. Joanne has this horrible habit of like wanting to write people exactly how they talk, you know, like (laughs) Hagrid. It's like awful. And so like Neville through this whole climax is like so insufferable to read because his words are all fucked up. Just write what he's saying if we get it. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for yelling. Yeah. No, but like even for Hagrid, just real quick, like I just thought about that. Like what if you're from that area he's from, which is like what, just Northern England or something? Yeah, I guess. Or Scotland. I think it's Northern England. Like, and then you're trying to just, like, read it, and then you're like, what the fuck is happening? Like. <laughs> you don't need to write people's dialogues. Have you guys ever read Train Spotting, the Irving Walsh book? That's, like, written never, in Scottish book. I would absolutely never Ooh. fucking read Train Spotting. It's written in, like, a Scottish dialect, the entire thing. So it's, like, I mean, it's into unintelligible. For most of it, honestly. You just have to say There's it out a, loud. Or, like, you have to read you it do. to yourself. And, like, yeah. eventually you you do it in your head. So the book, you know, I like the book, mm. but it, it is quite uh, annoying. Some, somebody somebody online once posted the first page, I think, of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone written in, what do they call it, Scots or whatever? Sure. With the same the same language you're describing. Mr. and Mrs. Dursley, a number five of Triffitt Loan. We're proud to say that they're a guy normal, thank you very much. There were less folk you would jaloose would be tangled up with yawning uncool or weird because they just didn't hold wee havers like yawn. <laughs> that was read by Sappho's Library on YouTube, just for your information. Wonderful reading, and the link to that video is in the show notes. Hermione still has the pulse. They pick her up, they take her wand. Uh, Neville takes her wand because his got broken. That was his dad's wand. Maybe that's why he's not very good at magic because the wand didn't choose him, my dude. There was he yeah. was like, "I'm not buying you shit. It's your dad's <laughs> wand. <laughs> good luck." Literally, it's his grand. It's his grand's fault for all of everything. Uh, it's Augusta. Doesn't Ron have a hand-me-down wand? He does until the end of Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. yeah. So you can use someone else's wand. It just probably sucks. You can, yeah. they, go, they go into it in depth in Deathly Hollows, like the wand lore yeah. about mm-hmm. how if you didn't like rightfully get it through having it choose you in a wand shop or like fairly defeating its previous owner, then it doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they go back to the circular room with all the doors. Hermione's markers faded. We don't know where we are. 
But it's okay because one of the doors opens and Ron, Ginny, and Luna come out and it's not going well. Mm, not going good. Ron is unwell. He's giggling and talking like a baby with blood dribbling out of his mouth. He's not crazy. He's just a little unwell. <laughs> <laughs> like they maybe like, I don't know. What what on earth did they do to Ron? Yeah, what did they do? Some kind of Again, bespoke Death Eater spell. Yeah. Mm. Wow, they do have cool spells. Ginny has broken her ankle and she's so pissed that she I don't think she can she's so pissed and in pain. She's got broken she her rock. ankle? I'm sorry. <laughs> What's that quote from? It's nothing. I made it up. Oh, okay. Good job. <laughs> Ginny's like, I should have never fucking come on this stupid fucking adventure. I just wanted to hang out with Harry Potter. (laughs) A door opens and then Bellatrix and three dude Death Eaters enter. The kids like dip. They're like carrying each other. Harry casts Coloportis, which I... uh, What does that mean? I keep trying to remember. Does that lock the door? Is this the one that squishes him? It's the one that squishes him. So I think it, like, I don't know. It slams. Into his face? It He gets squished in the door, because then they're like, just leave him. <laughs> the Dark Lord <laughs> won't care. We gotta get that prophecy. They Whoa. literally say, fuck that guy. Let's, let's go. Fuck <laughs> that guy in particular. Damn. Fuck not. So, his name is not. They're back in the brain room. There are several doors, so they run around trying to, like, seal them all. Except for the Death Eaters bust through one of them. Luna gets KO'd. It's not good. I was really worried that that was gonna be a Luna bye 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 moment. Honestly. Uh, yeah. Why is she here? We don't know. She doesn't really know either. <laughs> yeah, why is she here? On the we job don't training. know. <laughs> Ron is like, oh my god, brains. <laughs> and then he says, Accio brain. <laughs> <laughs> This dude's so funny, though. <laughs> I wish they had left Ron and the brain stuff in the movie. I don't want to see the baby head, but the brain stuff, that could have been cool. Yeah, it could have been cool and not that hard. You can get, like, an animal yeah. brain for, for <laughs> cheap, probably. Or just, like, a prosthetic, probably. Yeah, but, like, you could make it look cool. A prop. Icky. Yeah. A real brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it's 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 cool. Like, I, I the scene is... Uh, it, is very creepy and um, horrifying to think of. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely crazy to think that I read this, what, when I was like 15? I'm sure this was one of those times when we were just like ripping through it and just like, mom, don't talk to me. I can't, I can't come down for dinner right now. (laughs) It was 2003. Ah, yes. Which meant I was 12. What a year. What a year to be alive. Terrible year to be alive. Precisely. It's like slow motion and everyone's watching the brain like go across the room. Everyone stops and they're like, oh. (laughs) And it, uh, it's little tentacles like come out and it says that they look like a movie, like movie frames. Or, like, what does it say? Images? Like, and it's, like, tendrils? What? Uh, yeah, it's memory, right? I think that's the... Oh, memory. See? Another... Another experiment. 
Um, I hate it. I like. I prefer the pensive, which is saying something. <laughs> he like grabs it and starts wrapping its <laughs> its tentacles, but my autocorrect said it's tentatively. <laughs> and Ginny screams. They knock her out. They're like, okay, I guess Ron might survive this. I'll <laughs> I'll just lead the Death Eaters away from my friends. So Harry goes back into the big auditorium with the arch and the veil. Don't go to that one. Yeah. Fight I mean, in any other room. Seems like there's other lots of other rooms available. Yeah. Dude, if I were him, the fact that it had hypnotized me would have terrified me. Yeah. And yeah. made you want to walk into it. It's clearly yeah, like, a death You dorm. get away and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe it made me do that. Again, he's an idiot. Yeah, he's not... He's the dummy. He's not the brightest bulb in the... My sweet little dodo bird. Yeah. Protect the dodo way of life! Survival! Separate the dodo from the beast! He goes down onto the... Say the word. Dice? The plinth? Camry... Camry... Die? Dia- Christine Dye? Dias. 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 Dias sounds right. And you have a background in Latin, don't you, Courtney? I do. I do have a what background. What the fuck in is Latin. a dais? Will you tell me? It's, di- like a, it's literally like a raised area, like a stage, but less dramatic. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? What is she like? Well, a lot French, isn't it? Like, why? <laughs> why? That's obnoxious. Uh, no I one did learn, says that. I I agree that no one says that, but I did learn a lot of words from reading Harry Potter when I was a kid. Yeah, a lot of words that make you sound like an asshole. Well, I still don't know how to say it, so I do my best to never say it out loud. (laughs) That's true. And that's not a good quality in a word. Let's call it the Dale. (laughs) I'm going to call it days. Okay. Days of our lives. Sounds good. (laughs) Days of our deaths. Uh, um, so he goes on to the day. Di- wait, can you do the, the right way? One di- more dais. Dais. He goes on to the dais, and the Death Eaters surround him. And they're coming closer. They're demanding the prophecy. Neville, bless his heart, genuinely, <laughs> barges in. He's like, I'm here as your friend. <laughs> they immediately capture him, and he's like, I did my best. It's just like, oh, Neville. <laughs> oh, Neville. <laughs> he never stops trying. I wish Neville was the main character. If Neville was the main character of this book series, it would be a lot more like Percy Jackson, TBH. Yeah, uh, you're probably right about that. Just because because Harry's very good. He's like an action movie star in these scenes. And you're like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's when he shines. It's it. the only time he ever shines <laughs> ever. And then even then, he's still an idiot. Bellatrix threatens to torture Neville if Harry doesn't give them the prophecy. And she hits Neville with the Crucio. And we don't love that. Yeah, it's not cool, man. Not cool. Yeah, he's a good boy. Uh, And he's like, don't give it to them. Don't worry about me. And it's like, this is what happened to his parents. And he's probably so, so scared. And... uh, Neville's the true hero of the series. Sorry, sorry. So what do you feel about this? So do you think at this point, I think this is a really good argument to say that Neville, this is his Gryffindor moment, right? What a brave, selfless boy. But I also think there's a really good argument for those who think he may belong in in Hufflepuff 
of like he's, he's a bit of a puff. He's brave. Why? <laughs> like he's brave because of his like undying Stupidity. loyalty to his friend. I'm sorry, but no, because of his friendship. Friendship means I everything. Buy it from, to him. Yeah, I buy it from Neville more than Harry because Harry doesn't care about these people. Not really. <laughs> I, <laughs> not really. I think he cares about how the burden that he'll have to bear when. <laughs> <laughs> when they're gone which is real like we laugh but like that's real like i mean i, I thought you meant i thought you meant the burden that he had to bear of bringing them along <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny I, it's probably a little bit of that too but yeah i think maybe he doesn't it's not like i love him and his approval means everything do you know you know what i mean it's like he's mm-hmm. there and i would hate myself forever and that would suck if he died <laughs> Courtney, you have faded, <laughs> faded into an abject darkness. It's like, it's kind of, it's very scary. <laughs> Courtney, are you beyond the veil? I'm beyond the veil. What's a, what's, how's the weather over there? The, this time of year, the sun sets while we're recording and it, it is a little disorienting. Yeah. My room faces the uh, hey, east hey, or whatever. You, turn, you turned the fan on. Can you turn the fan West. off? Yes. <laughs> no, wait. Turn the no. light back on. <laughs> no. No, it's okay. I'll sit close. All right, we're almost done anyway. Yeah. Harry starts to hand the prophecy over to Lucius Malfoy, but enter Sirius, Lupin, Moody, Tonks, and Kingsley. Woo! Oh. The dream team. I trust these people so much, honestly. Probably in like backwards order of how I just listed them. We came here to <laughs> kick ass and look really hot, and we already look really hot. So, dun 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 dun. dun. They're here to kick ass. Is that from something? Um, uh, we're I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Is from They Live, a really great John Carpenter film. Oh. Huh. Wow, I can't believe I remembered all those proper nouns. Look at me. Good for you. Yeah, you did a great job. <laughs> Memory recall. Yeah. So the the incomers of the Order of the Phoenix, they distract, attack. Distract, attack. <laughs> distract, attack. Uh, and so then Harry gets away. He regroups with Neville. Harry's like, you're such a burden to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> a Death Eater grabs him and demands the prophecy. Where is it? Give it to me. Oh, I punched my microphone. I'm doing it. <laughs> Give it to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just put your prophecy in the world. Neville saves Harry. It's it's chaos. It's kind of hard to take notes on, on this. Yeah, it is. It's just chaos. Uh, this guy named Dolohov tries to accurate the prophecy, but Harry's a seeker. He's the youngest <laughs> seeker in a century. <laughs> He's not letting that orb go. And then prof nope, and then prophecy. No, and then Sirius slams into that guy, which is a cool move from a guy with a wand. Just headbutt <laughs> him with all your force. He's like, run, Harry, you gotta run. <laughs> I appreciate the physical um, element to the fight scenes. I think it, it makes it feel a lot more like grounded and real. Like, cause you, when you're, if you, you gotta be desperate, right. As a wizard to be like fucking body slamming and like head butting people and like poking mm-hmm. them in the eyes and shit. Usually you're just yeah. like, eh. 
True. It's true. Sirius relearned how to use his fists in Azkaban when he didn't have a wand. Yeah, he did. Pro- you say that, but probably. No, oh, I exactly. I say that because probably. <laughs> <laughs> I do this thing every fucking episode where my cursor stays at the top of my notes and then I just scroll down as I'm reading and then I always inevitably hit a button on my keyboard that takes me like five pages back to the beginning of the notes for this goddamn chapter. Back to the beginning. Okay. Okay. Harry tries to run, but then like Lucius is up again. He got knocked out. Here he is though. He wants the prophecy. Harry blasts him. Gotta get Neville. Like everything's happening. And eventually... The prophecy falls out of Harry's pocket. Oh, I forgot to say that Neville got hit with like a fucking like jazz dancing. Uh, (laughs) It's like, again, awesome. (laughs) Hilariously horrifying. Yeah, they they do that one in Hogwarts, though. (laughs) (laughs) Harry, run! (laughs) Get out of here, Harry! (laughs) (laughs) Again, this is a podcast and not a video format. Um, I was doing a fun jazz dance with jazz hands. So the prophecy is smashed. And we'll probably never hear about that again. (gasps) Enter Dumbledore, the only one he ever feared. Imagine how pissed Dumbledore is in this moment. After how big of a douche he's been all year long trying to prevent this from happening and here it happened anyway yeah yeah seems like maybe you kind of screwed the pooch on this one there dumbies no yeah you kind of gave harry a little too much credit maybe like Mm, and maybe didn't i don't know (laughs) talk to him about yeah uh, just like anything you you can't assume he's gonna figure out anything no he's but a boy and (laughs) he's <laughs> and he's it's not even like a really smart boy or even like an average <laughs> smart boy you know he's like really lucky and really <laughs> dumb yeah yep um yeah so Dumbledore runs down the steps to the dais <laughs> did I crush it sure dais dais <laughs> vowels are so hard I think it means like plate or something. I don't know. Is it like plate, di- like di- diameter? Oh, it's like say dice with a Forrest Gump accent. Dice. No, <laughs> dice. I'm sorry. That's mean. That's mean. That's mean. Watch an me be mispronounced. You, you can do an impression of a character. Yeah, it's an it's impression of a character. Doing an impression yeah. of a character. The Death Eaters are trying to run, but like you just can't run from Dumbledore. He like fucking lassos <laughs> magic. It says he there's a scene where it says he like scurries or like runs very fast somewhere. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, run Grampy. Like, oh my God. He's like, so he's getting there. <laughs> Where's all that energy coming from? What did he do? Imagine him. Imagine him needing to run down the stairs and like hiking up his ropes. And it's just his boots and some knobbly knees. Oh! And he's like, oh, no, 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 down the yeah, stairs. I definitely imagine like the very old um, Dumbledore from the first <laughs> yeah. movie just be yeah. like, oh, oh, hold on. Ah. Crack, crack. For some reason, when I picture Dumbledore, and I'm not joking, I always think of Merlin from the Sword in the Stone movie. <laughs> oh, that's a, I think that's a, a, gr- a fair depiction. Okay, I can see that. 
I can't remember white dudes unless they're in cartoons. I guess that's mm. what I'm saying. I cannot tell them apart unless they have anime <laughs> hair. <laughs> okay. Okay. What happens next? Bellatrix Lestrange murders Sirius Black and his body disappears behind the veil. Can we please raise our glasses? R.I.P. to the my substitute dad figure. <laughs> to Sirius Black. To Sirius Black. definitely a character that we'll talk about more. To Sirius. What are you drinking, Layla? Um, I was drinking some beer, but I'm done, and so I was just drinking some bi- pineapple bubbly. I'm sorry. Oh, nice. Courtney, what are you drinking? I am drinking my last, as an experiment, as you know, I bought these oh Mountain Dew hard seltzers. <laughs> Zero sugar. I didn't get sugar. to try one. I didn't get to try one. Are they good? They're pretty fucking good. I'm not going to lie. If they were clear, they'd be fire. But because they're colored, it, it looks like you're drinking poison. It feels bad. Mm, yeah, I get that. Clear liquids. Well, I'm drinking... Um, 19 Crimes Cab Sab. Nice. That is. Yeah. That's like a. 19 Crimes is the brand that has Snoop Dogg on it, right? But not this bottle. <laughs> it is. Yes. But isn't he, isn't he on one of these? Yeah, he's, it's, he is. And it's the, it's the brand that every dad really likes to brag about because there's the app that you can get their 19 Crimes app and then like hold it up to the picture on the top and then it'll animate and talk. What? What? Yeah. What? I'm going to get that. That's really oh, cool. Oh, really? I feel like I know like three dads who that's their party story. I'm so surprised. Wow. I'm a dad. I'm a you dad. know so I'm many dad. dads. Well. How many dads do you know? <laughs> at least. At least one. Hot local dads in your area. <laughs> yeah, I know some hot dads. We had a hot dad on the podcast last week. Mike. Oh, my God. And also his baby, Freya. Did you guys like the 20 minutes of, of hiccups? It was Because I liked the 20 minutes of hiccups. <laughs> Certainly the highlight of my week, for sure. <laughs> I love that bitch. She can come on any of my podcasts anytime. Anyway, Sirius Black has just died, everyone. <laughs> um, quick, quick, another joke, another joke. Uh, no, we should, you know, we should relish in it. Let's give it three seconds of silence. Okay, okay, great. great. Um, so, Courtney, <laughs> tell me tell me how you feel about Sirius Black as a character and how you feel here at the moment of his passing. Um, at the time that I read this, it was a very impressionable time in my life. And uh, he was like the, you know, he was like the ideal dad figure to me, even though he was a flawed man. And then when he died, it was like, a personal loss. I really felt for Harry. I think it like in a way probably broke him for a part of his life for most of his life. Oh, well, he is very dumb. Sometimes they can just process that quickly, but I think it Uh, probably (laughs) remember in remember in Jay's email. They said that at the beginning of half blood Prince, Harry is like kind of, kind of (laughs) not really that worried about it anymore. No, but like, I think Harry internalizes a lot. And uh, okay, he must because there's not a lot <laughs> externalized. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it'll probably come back to bite him when he's like 40 and, you know, needs therapy or Jenny's going to leave him. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> lost custody of his kids. <laughs> he lost his job. Layla, how are you feeling here upon the passing of Sirius Black? Well, 
I think definitely when I first read it as a, as a kid, I was also really affected by it. Um, like I just, I just, just could feel that kid feeling of just how like, you know, you, I mean, I, I had night, I don't know about you, but I had nightmares a lot when I was very young about like my parents dying in a car crash or something like that. Like something like, you know, just my parents do. <laughs> getting lost somewhere and my, I couldn't find my parents even when I was younger, you know, like the, the, the idea of not having your family, like somebody that, you know, you can rely upon at least when you're a kid and you mm-hmm. don't know any better. It's really hard when, cause we know that Harry has so few people that he does consider family members that he can rely on. And you know, for whatever reason, he really, he, I mean, I think Molly Weasley could have been that person for him if he had maybe, like, thought about it. But but he's mm-hmm. just thinking about his parents and, and who they knew and, like, just desperately grasping for things. So, like, to him, like, his godfather, that's, like, all he has. That's what Harry feels. And as a kid, yeah. I think you really relate to that. You're like, wow, it was his only family left, like that's all he had left. And then, um, I think the abruptness of it too, um, was just extremely upsetting in a way that, and very effective. I will, I'll say that, like, I think that the abruptness of it actually was kind of effective writing because it's just so that's what, how death is. That's, that's what happens. Like, I mean, even with, with, People who use guns, you have to be careful about being, what What do they call it, trigger happy? Or, like, you have to watch the trigger because you can just, like, not be thinking about it and it can go off. And then, like, that whole person's whole existence is gone. And it's just gone. It's not drawn out. It's not like, hey, one more thing. It's, like, gone. And it's just, like, extremely jarring how quickly it's, like, serious being a fucking asshole, by the way. Like, like jeering and laughing and being like, you can do better than that, Bellatrix. Ha ha ha. And then like, she's just like, <laughs> I don't know what she does. I, maybe she Avada Kedavra's him. I don't know. Um, what well, was yeah, red? It was, but isn't it, isn't a, Avada. A custom death A custom Avada one, Kedavra. whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's her special. It brand. doesn't really matter because he goes through the veil. And. True. Um, and then that's that. And it's just like. Yeah. I think it kind of like, it was an effective way to kill off that character because it's kind of like a, like a disappearance where it's almost worse that you don't know what happened. And if someone is in a car crash, you usually will have like their body. You will have like an opportunity to, to grieve them in like a communal way. And I think with him just disappearing, it's like, well, like he, he poofed. He was gone. Yeah, like Jay mentioned in their email, they didn't have any kind of service for him or anything. Yeah, they just like... That's that. I don't know. Maybe part of it, he was hoping that he was alive still because there's it's ambiguous. Harry thought when he got hypnotized, before Sirius even went through the veil, he thought that there was like maybe something on the other side. Yeah. So like Sirius falls in there and he's like, well, now I need to see to be sure. And they're yeah. just, but no, you yeah, don't. they're just like, no. One thing that's always bothered me about all of this, all the things that you said about Harry feeling connected to Sirius Black are true and valid. But one thing that's always bothered me is I feel like Harry doesn't value his relationship with Lupin a- enough. 
It's like he really puts Sirius Black on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. And like Lupin's not like a perfect guy, especially as the next couple books unfold. We learn more about him. But like he's more consistent. He's like more uh, like mild. And Harry just like doesn't really value him. Uh, and he like really values Sirius. And so I I'm always kind of like a little pissed not to be like fuck Sirius here when Sirius is dying. But it's like. I think that Lupin should be as value feel as valuable of a like family member or friend or whatever to Harry as Sirius did. Yeah. I think that's I agree. I think that is is true, but I think that Harry is just like such so obsessed with his father like in this like idolizing way that he's like but my father made Sirius like my godfather. And so, oh my God! But if you could have two Godfathers, the seriously, other one would be Lupin, like just surely. Well, <laughs> well, he doesn't, and he just has one. So, sure, surely Lupin was is not as important. Like that's, I think but that's did Lupin, really. Did Lupin want full responsibility of him? I think his relationship with Sirius was different because he felt wanted by, wanted as in, he wanted them. Not like he didn't have people that cared for him at first, but they he wanted sole responsibility over raising Harry and being, like, his father figure. And, like, he has male role models, but Dumbledore's not like, hey, son. You know, like, he doesn't have any other way to get that connection. I don't think any other person stepped up like that in his life, even though they were... Yeah. But what if Lupin felt like he couldn't because he didn't have that exactly responsibility? Mm -hmm. Anyway... Here at the end of the chapter, Harry goes, like, running after Sirius. He believes that he's just on the other side of the archway. Um, but Lupin grabs Harry and is like, no. <laughs> don't. And, you know, the part in the movies where they, like, don't even have sound. And it's like, wow, Daniel Radcliffe finally learned how to act. This one is convincing. I'm, I'm compelled by your sorrow. Yeah, I was definitely openly sobbing when I saw this the first time and read it, which is diff it's really hard to read when you're crying. You know, you have to keep taking yeah, breaks. Really yeah. <laughs> I want to point out one thing, which is in the movie. I always like to distinguish a movie memory from a book memory in the movie. Sirius's last words before he dies are good one, James. He says it to Harry. Do you remember that in the movie? <laughs> That's stupid. Nice one, James. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, and then in the book, he is he, in the book. He doesn't do that in the book. He's just like, hey, nice one. You should get out of here. I know that you're hairy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel it, like that kind of invalidates their relationship, too. It's like you're just a substitute yeah. for my best friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But again, Harry idolizes his father so much that the, anytime I think I think really anytime anyone tells him he's just like James, James <laughs> he glows. He glows. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, we're at the end. Courtney, did you have any... Just take your time hitting the barn as long as you need to while I'm asking my question. Do you have any final thoughts about the chapter? Anything you want to keep talking about? We got a couple minutes here at the end of the episode. Uh, No, I'm sad now. <laughs> I read this chapter. It made me sad. Yeah. So. Oh, I forgot to say how I felt about this yeah. chapter. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I I think oh well maybe I shouldn't have even said that. No, um, I just don't. No, I just don't care about. I don't care. I don't care. What? You don't care that he died? I don't care about this character. 
<gasps> I know. <gasps> I'm I'm trying to figure out if it's because it's if it's because of the character or because of the way that the story just like kind of manhandled him and then was like, and you're out. <laughs> Damn. You know what I mean? Like it's just mm. like I don't know. No, oh, I'm sure people will agree with you. I he just he feels like a distraction for two books. I do think And he kinda doesn't do anything. <laughs> Sorry. Damn. Yeah, I mean he gives Harry hope for a second and then Wow, love that, and then just crush yeah. It. And I mean that is for you're right about that. I think he that's I think perhaps that Joanne had this idea of like how do I like get get a little more depth to him, you know? Like let's give him some kind of like connection. <laughs> now he's got a dead godfather. Yeah, <laughs> let's give him some kind of connection to someone and a fleck of hope, and then just like kill him, like you know. <laughs> There is no And hope. then there's no more. Children, that's what I want you to learn. There is mm-hmm. no hope. Oh, God. There's Layla, no do you have any final words about the chapter? Um, I I will say um, of the chapters that I've been on for this book, this is for sure the most was the most interesting, um, the, mo- mm-hmm. the easiest to read, um, the most enjoyable, um, and the most captivating. It's kind of like watching like science science fiction or like action movies. It's yeah. like even if I don't like it, it's like this is still interesting to look at. Yeah. It it's written in a way that I'm like, why can't you write Quidditch scenes like this? <laughs> <laughs> Man, talk about a distraction. What if we just didn't even have Quidditch? That would be cool. God, right? really. I like Quidditch. Fuck y'all. Oh my Quidditch. god. I did Apologies. play Quidditch for a semester in college. Cor- Courtney, 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 no. With a broom and everything. And then I wrecked my bike. That was at ODU? Yes. Did you play with Alexis? She played a couple years or a year. Uh, I played I for a semester. And oh, I was funny. a couple years behind Alexis. So you guys so. played for the same team. Huh? Played for the same team. <laughs> and then I wrecked my bike with my broom on it. And uh, I decided I just couldn't do that anymore. Rest in pieces. <laughs> Rest in pieces. Any final words from anyone? Any final thoughts before we move on to plugs? Um, uh, everyone you love dies. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's just the wheel keeps turning. Give everybody you love hugs and force them to say I love you back. Because even though it might feel uncomfortable at the time, they could die any moment. (laughs) I'm going to go lay down for bed and have a panic attack. (laughs) Nothing freaks me out more than my own mortality straight up. Oh, for sure. (laughs) I understand. Cool. Well, that's like a great place to end the episode, right? Yeah. It's so fun and light. Yeah. Uh, Courtney, what's something that you've been watching or reading or playing or listening to lately you think the listeners would enjoy? Uh, I've been watching Succession again, and the new season just came out. And if you're not watching it, um, why? Why aren't you watching it? Because it's fantastic. It's the best thing on TV right now. Okay. I'll buy it. Cool. Um, Leela, where can people find you on the internet? Hey, y'all. I'm Leela. You can um, listen to... You can... Nope. You can listen to me here. Um, you can find me on the internet on Instagram, TikTok, 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 and Twitter for now. We'll see. 
actually just don't look at don't look for me on Twitter. I don't do anything anyway. <laughs> um, Lils for reals. And I have been watching this show that I won't shut up to my friends about um, called Jury Duty. Uh, it true. It, you have texted <laughs> me about it more than once. And I think I've it, it's on um, Amazon Prime. And if you don't have an account, you should just like borrow a friend's and watch it because it is the craziest, most enjoyable. I don't even know if I, it's not, I don't even think I can call it reality TV concept that I've seen. Basically, the concept is, just to be brief, there is a jury duty. However, everybody in the case and the jury in the, in this case is an actor. Everyone, the judge, the bailiff, everybody in the jury is an actor except for one guy. And he is not in on it. And, um... Everyone else is in is in on it. Um, they're like a very what a premise. What a what a a very premise. colorful and hilarious cast of of people, um, including uh, Hollywood's own James Marsden. They got James Marsden <laughs> to play um, like a fictionalized, heightened version of himself. Um, I love that. Which love like like a diva version of himself, um, which is just hilarious. So everyone's having a great time. Who doesn't want to watch TV where everyone's having a great time, you know? Um, yeah. Highly recommend it. it. It's a great thing to put on when you just, like, don't give a shit and want to watch something fun. It's called Jury Duty. No, Jury. I can say it better than that. <laughs> jury Duty. Uh, what's that? Um, uh, Is that from 30 Rock? Rural Jury. Yeah, the Rural Jury. The Rural Jury. The Rural I've been your host, Christina. You know where to find me. And this week, I'm the last. I haven't done anything recently except for I've read Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea by Jules Verne, which was fun. You just have to skip all the fish descriptions as if they were trees <laughs> in Lord of the Rings. Just skip. How all dare past you? Them. How <laughs> dare you? Skip the trees. Skip the fishes. That's what I have to say. But it was a very fun story about one dude being like, "What if <laughs> a boat could go under the ocean?" You're a madman. You ever think of that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Courtney, thank you so much for joining us for this fucking chapter. Uh, you specially requested it, did you not? I did specially request this because I am depressing. <laughs> but <laughs> I love this chapter. It's obviously one of the best ones in the book. So um, thank you for having me on to discuss yeah. it. Yeah, We'll see you back for Half-Blood Prince. I got a, I got one in mind for that too. Also Wait, depressing. I, I, I think I already put you on the. Didn't I already put you on the schedule? I did the cave. That's what you requested. Oh, okay. Did you? Probably. It, it's usually something I do when I. We're out drinking and talking. <laughs> and I say, "Hey, give me that," <laughs> and then I don't remember it. All right. But I'll be back for the cave. Yeah. Mm. And Leela, thank you as always for coming on and backing me up. You're welcome. All right. I love all of you. I love you listeners. And I love you, Courtney and Leela. Yes, I love you as well. Love you as well. Bye, babies. That's it, potheads. Thanks for listening to the restricted section. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod, on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod, or in our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew. 
Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy. This season on Of the Eldest Gods, we make our way through the maze of... Labyrinth. Yeah, Labyrinth, whatever. And we tell you all about the next book in the Percy Jackson and the Olympian series. And explain the context as we go along. So, the whole stuck in a maze thing is just a gimmick for this book, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, Ray. Uh, hey, hey, Charlie! Where the fuck are we? Only you can save us from the Labyrinth by listening to our podcast. Help! Any, any screaming, singing, or laughing... Do it. It's funnier if they can tell you're facing away from the mic. It doesn't affect the volume. Dave X Media.